Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Alex Fasula with us. She is a six-figure digital nomad and full-time copywriter and copy editor with Fiverr.com, where she works with individuals, brands, and companies throughout the world. So welcome to the show. Hi, Tyler. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be on the Business Blast podcast. (laughs) Of course. I'm pumped to have you on. So, um, Alex, the first one we ask on this show is what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Oh, that, that, these are deep. These are going to yeah. be, <laughs> um, oh, that's tough. Okay. I, I know, it's all right. We got a lot time. of little things like that happen to me. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm one of those crazy, like philosophical people where I'm always trying to find the meaning and everything. So this one's okay. like blowing my mind. Cause there's, there's too many things. You can say um, a couple if you want. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So something that had an underlying meaning. Um, I guess, I, I, I don't know if this is coming to my mind or whatever, but yeah, um, I don't know if this one would even count. I don't know. Whenever I was little, I always used to say like, don't judge a book by its cover. I always used to be like my favorite saying. I don't know why it was just something like, I always thought it had so much more meaning to it or... I don't know. I was just something my mom, like I was used to say, like running around as a five-year-old, I'd be like, don't judge a book by its cover or something. Yeah. But, um, I guess that kind of like foreshadowed my life because um, no one really knew what I was up to the last four years alone in my house with my laptop. And I think uh, everyone yeah. thought I was twiddling my thumbs and looking at Facebook. And little did they know I was up to a lot of things. And um, I think when the CNBC article broke this summer. I think that uh, that had a lot of more meaning to my life because everyone thought they had written me off. (laughs) It's just like, oh, she's going to go be a writer. Like, poor, starving, you know. (laughs) And um, it definitely blew a lot of people's minds. (laughs) So I guess I am the don't judge a book by its cover. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I love it. I'm sure that article did. And it's kind of similar, you know, with me. Like I dropped out of school. And people were like, yo, he's going down a bad path. Like yeah, he's in right. trouble. <laughs> exactly. like, but, you know what? I feel like it's every entrepreneur's story, honestly, because yeah, can't do it, don't understand it. And so you feel silly for a while until like you, you do what you wanted to do all along. And then you're like, okay, I feel good now. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. So, so let's dive in a little bit more to like the, the article and stuff. Like, well, first, how did you even come up with this? Like, tell us like the beginning, like, how did you like, think Fiverr? like- yeah, like I'm going to get on Fiverr. Like, you know, so I always to my mom um, because I was working a state job in upstate New York, uh, writing, editing, doing a lot of what I do now. And I have just always been the classic, like, oh, I'm bored type. Like, come on, what, you know, what else can I do? I feel like I'm, there's more I could be doing type of person. So, so is my mom's the same way. So she messaged me one day while I was at work and said, hey, you know, check out this platform. My friend's on it. I guess you can make $5. Um, offering digital services might be fun. I was like, all right, mom, I'll check it out. And I went on, I didn't take it really seriously at first. I just offered editing for $5 and I was, you know, way undervalued, like what I was doing, but I was happy with it. I was 22, I think. Um, And I was like, oh, cool. I can buy a new shirt or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's all I was thinking about. And then uh, everything changed when I moved to New York city, when I was 22 going on 23. Um, 
I got down there for a job. I will not name the place or any of the people at the place, but I just imploded at it. I, I couldn't do it. I hated it so much. I, it was just like, I was like crying at my desk. And if anyone knows me, I do not cry. So it was just, it was not good. And after four weeks, I just straight up quit. Like I was supposed to go into work that Monday and I physically could not, like I left some of my things there. It, yeah. it sounds really dramatic. I'm I, like actually not a dramatic person. Like I was just like, um, I can't go in. So I sent an email and I quit. And then I had like my first my midlife crisis basically. So I just went to like four different museums that day and just stared at art. I don't know why. <laughs> and then I went home that night and I was thinking to myself, I have to do something or I'm going to be that failure small town girl who moved to New York City to chase her dreams and failed and came home and everyone's going to mm. laugh at me type of thing. So I was like, I got to figure it out right now. And I had the tab of fiber open on my laptop and it was like a little like light bulb went off. And I was like, well, you know, I've never tried actually offering copywriting. Like I just edit, but surely, you know, people might need things written and I can write things, I think. So that's kind of how it all started. And um, in just a few weeks, I opened up more gigs. They're called the services you offer on there are your gig. Um, I opened up a few more gigs and really within a month, it was already on its way to being sufficient. And that was the rest is history. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's wild. So yeah. okay, so then the rest is history. So like, when was there like a pivotal point where things just started to like take off? Like when was that? You know, yeah, like when so, did it? Let's see. So I quit on like December third or something like that. And I vaguely remember. It seems like a lifetime ago now. I, I vaguely remember by February. I knew I was going to be able to stay in New York City and at least cover my rent and food. So Got it. really less than two months, I, I knew wow. I was going to be able to be, I was going to be okay. Not to say I wasn't working 14 hours a day for no money. Yeah, though. I was going to ask like how much, yeah. Well, yeah, like I was, this was the first time I started. I never, like when I was growing up, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I've always been into politics, which we're not going to get into because I'm actually not anymore, but Okay. <laughs> I never saw myself as like a business owner. That wasn't my like identity when I was eight. I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to be the president. Like, that's what I told everyone. And Still I know never... possible. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Right. Oh, I don't know. Um, and <laughs> we're not going there. Um, and I never really, okay. oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, like blah, blah, blah. And then once this just kind of happened, it just kind of like found me. I don't know. It's weird. It just, this lifestyle found me. And then within a, like the first month that I was so like almost addicted to it, that yeah. there was no ceiling anymore. Like the ceiling was what I wanted it to be. I realized like, this is what I've always like, this is what I should be doing. And I will be doing this the rest of my life. I just knew it. Like I was so yeah. much happier. I didn't care. I was working 14 hours. As long as I was working for myself, it's all good. But yeah. what I for other people, I'm not that great of an employee. I have, you know, I talk Damn. back and that type of thing. But the more I've read about it, I'm just like a classic, uh, like solo entrepreneur type. So I, totally. yeah, I can relate. Well, and you don't show up on Mondays, and that's not good yeah. for a place. So. Um, so I, I like don't quit things. I, I like was just like holding my face like this, writing that email. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> so good. okay, so if somebody like. I think there, you know, times are shifting, right? I think more and more people are realizing that like maybe being an employee is not like safer than starting yeah. your own consulting business or something. So like, 
What's your best piece of advice for somebody that wants to get started on Fiverr now? Like, has it is it a lot harder than it used to be four years yeah, ago? Yeah, you know, or? and I, I'll have to be honest, like Instagram and every other thing, it definitely, I'm sure the barrier to entry is harder now than four, I started four years ago now. So mm. for sure, it's more saturated. I can't say that like the fairy tale, I don't know if it's still there, it probably still is, but um, I would say it is definitely still possible though. And like, I've written an ebook now and I've had a bunch of people tell me that they are starting to get, gain traction. So I do have heard from people it is possible, but I guess my best piece of advice would be be patient with it because um, it's a review based platform. So you will not, it doesn't make sense. Like you won't get 20 people to try a brand new gig out and just cross their fingers with no reviews on it that night. Like you are going to have yeah. to be patient and wait for, you will, encounter those people who do start taking chances on you but i always say like keep in mind i was amassing reviews very slowly for a full year before i launched on it type of thing so Got it. i tell people you know like if you just quit your job and you have no money and you think you're going to get evicted it is not going to save you in a month or two like you you have to put time into it but it will pay off if you do that um, okay yeah and so quick question too because like i would think if it was me, right, I would, I think reviews are like one of the most important things. So yeah. like, are you, are you able to like offer discount or like even free service on there just to get reviews at first? That's what I would do. Yeah. So the Fiverr customer service department is uh, very strict. And okay. um, I think, I mean, if they caught you doing that, they would not be happy about it. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, as long as Fiverr still gets their cut and everything and, and all that's like, you know, good. I just yeah. mean like highly discounted at first. Cause it's the same thing almost oh, with like discounted. books. So, yeah. Yeah. So like starting out, yeah, no one, you're not gonna be able to charge a lot for your services. Like I started out yeah. charging nothing for a very long time. I charge a lot okay. now because I can, but yeah. Totally. Like you're whoever, like you are going to have to start out charging a little, little money for what you're doing. But yeah. I always tell people, you know, if it's, if this is what you're supposed to be doing, if what you're going to offer is your passion, if whatever, then it, it shouldn't matter. Like for me, like I loved every second of earning $5, you know, like it just yeah. was meant to be type of thing. So <laughs> yeah. I people, like if you're just doing this to do it, like it, I don't know, it, it, a lot goes into it. Like you need to want to do it or you need to, it's not going to be easy along the way. So I always tell people like, if you're just doing this for the sake of doing it, cause you hate your job, that's not the right mode of going into it. You need to be doing it because you either love what you're offering or you sure. like, love the new lifestyle it's going to afford you because you are not going to make a lot of money right away. But yeah. like anything, the payoff is totally still there. It's just, yeah. <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. I was just wondering if there was a way, cause like I always tell people with like what I do, I help people with books and stuff. So like one of the things I say with books is like, you know, start out, you can do a free Kindle launch or like 99 cents, do a discount and get a bunch of reviews on your book. Yeah. And then somebody who has never heard of you comes across your book on Amazon. Like yeah. the trust is built because the reviews are there. Totally. Uh, right? And same thing with like your website. Like if you're going to offer a service, it doesn't have to be through a platform, just do it for free or discounted at first get testimonials and then it's a lot easier to sell your stuff. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if Fiverr had something where you could like do that. Um, no, I actually not. have people approach me a lot on Fiverr and offer to pay me to write a review on their Amazon product listing and Fiverr shuts their account down like immediately. I don't know. It's just, you know, the Fiverr. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I mean, 
discounted for sure. Like, yeah, no, I offer, I offered discounted rates for a while to get people to stack gotcha. up. Reviews are gold on there basically. So, yeah. So, so if you're able to share, like how many reviews do you like have? Like what's a lot of reviews? I think I have 4,000 at this point. Ooh, but that's a lot. That's not comparable to someone who would be building apps or websites because I turn around 10 pieces of content in a day. It's just a quick volume what I do. But if you're a website designer, it might take you three weeks to do one website. You know, if you have a hundred reviews, that's good. Like it, it's, it's yeah. you know, relative to what you're doing. But um, I have, I looked the other day, I've completed 6,200 different orders on there. And many of those orders were more than one piece of content at once. So a lot of typing and wow. I have about, I think maybe it's like 3,800 or something, five-star reviews. And then probably like two, 300, not five-star reviews under it. Because <laughs> yeah. you just can't please everyone. But so. <laughs> is the, you know, the law of averages or whatever. After a while, if you're doing a good enough job, like don't let that one bad review get you down because if you end up with 3,800 five-star reviews, a one-star review does absolutely nothing to the average. So. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I've seen, that's still a lot. I've actually seen some on there for like, some have like 40,000 reviews or something crazy. Oh, probably the people who do all small gig stuff. Yeah, yeah they do small yeah. stuff. Like sometimes um, there's ones that do, again, because back to the book stuff, like uh, they'll like promote to their twi Twitter account or oh, something. Yeah, influencer people on there, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they, they're just like popping five bucks. Like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Because all they got to do is just like click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. That it's no, so it's nuts. Yeah. $5 adds up after a while when you do it. <laughs> it does. And like that was, you know, and that was my mentality going into it. And people had, you know, something to say about it at first. Fiverr gets a rep sometimes for being like the bargain freelancing platform. And that's why they released Fiverr Pro, which I'm on now, which is the yeah. better quality writing or whatever they they say it's just it, it's their hand vetted talent like they had to approve it yeah um and yeah like for a while when i was writing for five dollars like some people had some things to say you know like oh her writing must not be that good or all this other stuff and i'm like no i was just willing to do what it takes to make a living and i i don't i'm not too good for that and i still am not too good for a five dollar gig so that's yeah not a good mentality in my opinion to be too good for stuff I love that. I agree with you. And I mean, that's how I think Fiverr kind of did start that the whole reason was five bucks like that. So but I, I have seen that. So can you explain a little bit deeper unless I mean, you kind of explained it really well, but yeah. the Fiverr Pro. So there there's now layers to Fiverr. So yeah, so and, and I understand some people say when they first get on it, it's a confusing website now because there is a lot happening on it. So I totally get that. But so Fiverr Pro is the top 1% of people on the platform, according to Fiverr. So their team yeah. had to review you and approve you and that type of thing. So that tells buyers that you are the top 1% of what Fiverr has to offer, which is why you can charge a lot of money. So I no longer charge just $5 for my services because I have that nice little badge on my gigs, which tells people basically, I don't need to prove myself to you for four days to tell you how good my writing's going to be or whatever yeah. you it just you can see I'm the top one percent or that type of thing and they Fiverr allows people to apply all the time they reached out to me when they launched it because I was in New York City and they wanted me to be in the commercial so they contacted me about it because people always ask me this so I never applied for it but they have that it's very easy to find like you just look apply to Fiverr Pro and it's an application and mm -hmm. uh, they review it all the time for people who think that they 
want to grab that or whatever it's available yeah. yeah okay so and then uh just to clarify too what are all the different gigs you you offer so we know like what it really takes so you did 6200 jobs i think you said yeah. and then and you do copy editing and copy writing yeah those are the two things i offer um okay. so I just have one editing gig and it has different layers to it because the editing gets confusing for what, you know, book edit, whatever. Um, and then, so most of my everything comes through the actual original writing. So my most popular gig is um, I will write a blog for you, it's called. And um, okay. that's my most popular one because everyone, need, you know, knows that the blogs are important now. So I have stuff come through that every single day. Then I also write website content, product descriptions, Amazon product descriptions, uh, crowdfunding campaigns, press releases, and I think that's all of it. <laughs> okay, no, that's... I make new gigs a lot, and I test them out, and um, yeah. they don't really work, or if I don't really like doing it, I'll close them. So, like, I did an email copy one, and I discovered I hate writing them. <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I just can't, so I just I closed it. Um, no, no, it makes sense, and, and yeah, I could see the blogs one probably being very popular. Um, popular. And that's like the easiest form of writing for me. Um, cause I'm definitely not, I'm not a technical writer, but I'm, I'm also not a, I'm not going to write, you know, very lofty language or any of that. I'm a very like business succinct, like let's get the message out type of writer, which just translates to blogs. Well, for people. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that, okay, I'm very clear now on how this all happened. So thank you. Um, so my next one for you, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, <laughs> advice. I think, um, I guess I could probably wish I could tell my younger self, like my 16 year old self that I was destined to be an entrepreneur and a boss or every other thing, because mm -hmm. I think I would have gotten way more of a jump start on it even though you would argue like getting started at 22 is still young but I am a very like time is money person yeah. um, and I guess actually that would be the other piece of advice is I tell myself to be more patient which I still yeah. need to listen to so <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I get myself in trouble because I am impatient I will not lie about it so <laughs> hey, I, that's I'm in New York City basically yeah <laughs> yeah no things move quick there so I feel you um so then Kind of going down a little bit of a different path here. In your opinion, what is the key to happiness? Oh my gosh, you're like, you, this is like what I am at when I'm at a bar every Friday night. My poor friends have to listen to me after I have a glass of wine. Like, this is the stuff I talk about. Oh, really? <laughs> Literally. Oh, this is great, though. This is good. Okay, so, oh, I explore this topic all the time. So, my most recent like discussion of happiness is I think, and especially our generation, I think we're way too serious as a generation. I do. Like when I make jokes generally in a room of people, the first people to either be offended or not like my joke are people our age. It's not people older than us. It's not mm -hmm. old people. It's, it's people our age. So I think the key to happiness is loosening up and not taking everything so seriously, you know, including everything, your job, you know, what your politician said that you hate, what someone on social media wrote that got you so mad. Like, I think the key to happiness is just not being a sponge of all of it and just doing what you love and, and not taking everything so seriously. Like it's, it's okay if your project didn't get approved or, you know, it's okay yeah. that your you know, governor didn't get elected, like take a deep breath and just laugh it off. I don't know. I was always like, just laugh it off. It's all good. Like, 
Yeah, I agree. Oh, so serious, you know, and I, I don't know. I just see so many people, my, so many of my friends, everything is so serious. And it's like, whenever I'm around people that just have more fun, like it's, it's okay. Like, don't get mad on Facebook. <laughs> don't engage in the Facebook argument. You're going to lose two hours of your life and you're going to hate the person when you're done. Just step yeah. away and go play a video game or something. Just be less serious. I don't know. That's my yeah. latest. That's my late. There's like so many things that go into it, but that's the latest. So. Okay. No, I'm with it. So wait, have you ever heard of this guy, Alan Watts? Have you ever heard of him? No. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So after, after the, after the interview, I'm going to send you some stuff on him because I think, I think you'll like him. Um, so normally I don't ask this question, but now you've intrigued me and, and that you're open to these things. Um, so like, what, what is the meaning of life? What do you think the meaning of life is? Okay. So I always try and <laughs> tiptoe around stuff like this. Cause I don't want to okay. freak anyone out or make anyone uncomfortable, but I'm a super spiritual person. Okay. Um, I feel you. And I, yeah, I go to church every week and I'm very active in that stuff. So cool. really I would tell you what's the meaning of, you know, the meaning of life is a like, my belief, Christian beliefs, but I won't, I won't go there on people. So, um, I would say the meaning of life is to lift other people up with you because mm -hmm. life isn't easy for every anyone. And even if it looks like it's easy for someone, it's not, um, they might just have a facade on or whatever. And I guess, I don't know. I think the meaning of life is like, while we're here sharing this earth with other life forms. I'm trying to make it non like Christian, well, sharing the earth. With other humans, <laughs> it could be um, whatever you want. <laughs> you know, like we're sharing the same resources and energy pools as everyone around us. So I think the meaning of life is, is I don't know, lifting everyone else up with you and, totally. you know, obviously like, Oh, leaving a good legacy. Yeah, sure. Like you'll have a good legacy if you do that, but it's, I think it's about more than just yourself. I think it's about, I don't know, making the world a better place for other people and how, and the way you know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think we're all connected, right? So, yeah. um, so, um, next one is what is the best book that you've read and what's the number one thing you learned from it? Oh, um, let's see. I've been reading a lot of faith books this year. So I'm going to, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, <laughs> No, you can mention All the books one of those. I read ones. are like not good to mention in this. All right. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> um, I I accept all beliefs. It's fine with me. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so I'll just preface this. So this was long before Donald Trump was elected president and every other thing. My mom used to read us his books when we were growing up. Like because really? my mom's an entrepreneur, so she was she would literally read us about his business books when I was like eight. So it's no See, this wonder. This is good stuff right here. <laughs> it's, it's no wonder I am the way I am. When I look back on it, it's kind of funny. But um, yeah. so I, let's see, a few years ago, before the present, like before all of this, when he was just still a businessman, yeah. I read pretty much all of his books and their titles start to blend together in my head. Like how to get rich quick, the art of the deal, like all of them or get rich quick or what was the other one? Like how to, they're, they're, they're the titles. I'm bad at remembering them. They all blend together, but um, I read one of them and it's honestly like my, my business Bible. I think of, I hear him like all the time from all of his books that I read mm -hmm. and they're like my guidance in, in working every day. And what he, what his books have helped me with is as, and I don't like wake up every day and focus on like, Oh, I'm a woman. I'm not a man type, but there are times when my womanly nature will tell me not to be aggressive or not to offend someone or whatever. And then I'll just kind of hear him from these books say like, 
who cares if you're like, you need to treat this business, you know, just like a man, you need to not feel bad that that happened. You know, you need to hold your ground firm because no one would say anything if it was a man doing it. And that's like, I hear that all the time from his books. Like, yeah, if you're a woman, like, yeah, you're starting to feel emotional or sensitive about something because you can't help it. But like, you're, you're all like, who cares if you're a man or a woman, like just be your own business entity and, and be firm and who cares, you know, can I swear? Wait. Yeah, you can swear. Oh, it's like, you know, it's hard, it's hard for him. You don't want to come off as a bitch, basically. <laughs> but then there's times when I just hear from these books him saying, like, who cares if you're a bitch? Like, you're doing what you need to do. And I don't know. That's just, like, what I take yeah. from it every day. And it, it, like, pumps me up to keep chugging. Yeah, no, I think it's important. So another one, not to uh, ramble off all these names, but do you know Jordan Peterson? Have you ever heard of Jordan Peterson? I'm so bad. I know. I'm like. It's fine. No, no, I, it's fine. So he, so he speaks about. Should. No, no, it's fine. Um, I was just curious. So he speaks about where it's like, uh, typically like men are, are more disagreeable and women are more agreeable, typically. Yeah. Um, so biologically, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah biologically. So that, yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons why like, at least entrepreneurially, because uh, a man will kind of just go and like not agree he won't take shit like he'll just go right whereas like you're saying the emotions come up and you'll kind of let maybe and i'm not saying you in particular this is not generalizing i'm just saying no, no, yeah. like sometimes like it's more likely that a woman will rather than have a conflict she will just kind of accept what's going on and and agree so it's good that you're like aware of that. You feel the emotion and then you're like, no, like I, this isn't, I'm not going to allow this. You yeah, know? Right. Cause it's like in his, you know, and Tony Robbins stuff, like all these guys, they don't, you know, like one instance in the last year or two that happened with me was, um, I was not like covering up my success per se for people that I was collaborating with, but I was just keeping it to myself. Like I didn't think, you know, people get weird when money gets involved with stuff, you, you mm. know, like, it's just weird to some people. And I kind of like, you know, that article came out, I was exposed a little bit of what I was up to. A little and bit. I, like, <laughs> my, nature, my nature was to yeah. like, feel ashamed by it, which is mm-hmm. really stupid. Like, and then I would sit there and think like, would Tony Robbins feel ashamed about this article? No, he, he would think it's sick and he would own it. And I was like, and I hear like, I have to tell myself that every day, like, yeah own it like you need to move past your nature of you know womanly nature to please or whatever it is but for sure i have it you know it exists in me for sure but anyway yeah those yeah those trump business books i'm not gonna lie they um <laughs> i hear like i hear the quotes in them saying like now make yeah. it like <laughs> like it's all Perfect. about making. <laughs> so what's the so my next one is what's your favorite quote what's my favorite quote I, like i should know this because i'm a writer yeah. i probably can't um it doesn't have to be word for word either it's okay all right well this one i guess see this is like i'm all over the place with different topics here but i really love that quote from alice in wonderland (laughs) this is so random (laughs) and i think i don't know if it's the mad hatter who it is saying to her like don't be or something like don't be sad that you're mad alice like all the best people are or something or the world's not mad like we're i don't you you, do you know the quote i'm trying to say i've got to look it up right now no, it's fine. I think I know actually what you I are. Love that quote. Whenever I read it, I'm like, I love it. It's, it's basically saying like, if the world's making you feel mad, like it, that's not, you're not mad. Like the world's mad. I don't know. It's like, yeah. the way it, it's a, I just love that quote whenever I see it. But um, 
As you can tell, it's weird. I write a lot and I have a really hard time remembering titles and quotes and authors. I don't know why. Well, I'm also it's really bad at remembering names. I'm really terrible at it. <laughs> Well, I, won't, related, I think <laughs> I won't test you here. Uh, it's Tyler, though, just in case. No, I remember. I know. I at least if I'm gonna do shows, I I I'm have kidding. to I say your name out uh, loud. I'm not kidding before yeah. I go on, because so I like I have. No, to but it, you know, you know why it might be though is because you're writing like so many different things with so many different people every yeah. day. Like you've literally encountered more than 6,200 <laughs> different. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, it's I, like I'm like fried, you know, when yeah. people are like, oh, name your favorite book. It's like, I can see my favorite book, but I, <laughs> I actually cannot remember the author. That's just silly because here I am wanting to be one. So yeah. I, that, I think. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, well, listen, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I think this is going to help a lot of people, especially if they're, you know, starting out and stuff and they want to use Fiverr. So like, uh, I think a couple of different things. One, you know, where can people connect with you online? And then two, if somebody's looking for your services and stuff, you know, what's your Fiverr name? Is that okay. what it's called? Yeah. So my Fiverr name is funny. And then here's another piece of advice. Make yeah. your Fiverr name something professional because they don't let you change it. So, um, oh, I, wow. Didn't know that. Livelihood. So you can find me at Fiverr.com forward slash Fuzwaldo is my username, <laughs> um, which is yeah. F, like my last name, F-A-S-W-A-L-D-O, like where's Waldo? Um, and <laughs> very professional professional reasons yeah i love instagram i love taking photos in my spare time and i pretty you can find me on there for fun stuff and i offer up like tips of advice like i posted yesterday about how um i wasn't taking posture seriously as a freelancer and how my back's all messed up and you can find all that good stuff on my instagram and that's just my full name which is long and annoying so it's at alexandra Fasulo, which is spelled F-A-S-U-L-O. It's a weird name, yeah. I know. <laughs> That's great. Just say it while you're cooking pasta. It'll sound better. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Tyler. This is great. Thank you.